Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say, since the moment pictures could move, we had skin in the game. It's a bad miracle. They got work for that. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Welcome to Movie Umpers. I am Bob Sham. I'm Angela. And it is Halloween Hump Fest. Yes. I, I don't know what our day-to-day personal styles or my facial hair is <laughs> going to look like. Because uh, to do a drop every weekday in a month, you got to record quite a bit of yeah. that. This week's theme, aliens. Things from another planet. And we're finally getting to a Jordan Peele movie. Mm-hmm. Finally. And, uh, you know, when he, he broke out with his Get Out movie. Yes. And that movie, what hit with that movie was the concept and the execution. Like the reveal. It was almost like an M. Night Shyamalan movie, but better. Better, yeah. And it really struck a chord because I think a lot of the audience that was going to see that movie, uh, I'm talking more about a, a white liberal audience, would sit there and realize that it's kind of criticizing, criticizing them. Yeah. Criticizing. Criticizing. Which is real interesting. And that kind of, it's interesting to see how people talk about Jordan Peele. He's, well, he's a guy in a, in the, in a very unsure landscape of movies that actually can get out there and get it done and get his movies green lighted. Mm-hmm. And on his name, which not a lot of folks name, can yeah. do. There's not a lot of new. Mm. up-and-coming directors of our generation that when you say, like, it's a Jordan Peele film... Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have that a lot with other younger folks. Yeah, with the newer directors, for sure. I mean, no one's going to these superhero movies like, oh, the fucking Russo brothers uh, directed this? No one's walking into Avengers being like, oh, man, the Russo brothers. Yeah, no. They're not paying attention. 
And no diss on the Russo brothers. I actually think they got some good tricks up their sleeve. But yeah. just thinking about his movies, it seems, you know, what can you look at when you're objectively trying to see how people, like, parse through this guy, right? And I'm looking on the internet. The worst place to really kind of judge how maybe you are perceived. Mm-hmm. The, 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 what, the place where you can go, the place this video is on. Where the worst version of anything you want to see is like three clicks away, right? Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, we're in the time of just this reactive kind of way of viewing everything. And I feel like there are people that are almost overtly enthusiastic about Jordan Peele. But also there's people that are just like trying to punch a hole that it are, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like the bullshit bad faith takers. Like, sure. But everyone seems kind of equivalently over the top to me, honestly. Mm. Someone sent out this, after they watched Nope, this movie Nope that we're watching, they sent out some tweet or something where they declared that Jordan Peele was the greatest director. And Jordan Peele responded in his humorous way. Mm -hmm. He's like, sir, uh, and will not handle any John Carpenter slander or anything, right? Because we also love John Carpenter. Yeah, we do. And... It, there's this kind of like ironicness to a certain aspect of the the Jordan Peele fan base that seems like a little over enthusiastic. They almost feel like the guy in Get Out <laughs> that said that they would vote for Obama a third time. But he does make good movies. Yeah, he does have some skills here. Yeah, and Get Out was good, but I feel like it was kind of focused on story. Uh, he's really, all his actors are really good at acting. I, I, I think the best thing about us was the acting. Yes. The story, I really was not, by the end of it, I was not really riding on that story. I, I was mm. just kind of, I thought it was kind of flailing, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay. Not the strongest in terms of executed concept, I thought. But the acting, especially the little girl in that movie, was like kind of fantastic. I'm kind of... I think that kid's kind of going to go on to do some big things. She was brilliant. It, and all those characters are also playing their dark versions, too. That's the only reason to see that movie is the performances, Yeah, I, it was very interesting to me. Also, I, I, don't, I don't know about the end, the very end, but it, it did still have that sort of um, Shyamalan twist when you realize what was actually going on so he but he's doing his own version of that he does that in this movie too there's a moment where you think something's one way and then he goes actually that's not what it was but he is kind of in that realm isn't he right he is kind of in that Shyamalan-esque environment Mm -hmm. and Shyamalan is it's a particular sort of the thriller movie or thriller it's a particular sort of thriller where the Hitchcock inspired Twisty twist twist, right? I, I do think Peel does it better. I do too. Um, I'm not sure who's doing the cinematography for the Shyamalan movies, but they are good. That's like the best thing about... Like his movies are kind of crafted, but he can't make his actors act in the same way that Peel does. He can't make his actors act, and he doesn't know how to do a reveal where it's surprising. By the time... Shyamalan does a reveal, you know. He's just leaving on a, he's just leaning on a trope. But I think like as it gets further on, unless Jordan Peele goes a whole different direction, end up in that trope as well. I think it's possible. 
It's possible. But this movie is... Like, the concept of the movie actually seems pretty simple and straightforward. Yeah. Once you get into it, there are some things that are kind of wild about this movie. Yes. That we kind of had to puzzle together after we sat and talked mm-hmm. about it. It's like a lot of concepts and a lot of ideas, but executed in a way that really isn't overcomplicated or anything like that. No. We see M giving this pitch about the Haywood family. Yeah, before that, their father has died very freakily. Yeah, like a like nickel. a metal yep. a nickel, yeah, drop from the sky. You ever hear like when people say like if you throw a quarter off the Empire State you Building, you kill someone. It'll go through somebody, and that's kind of that's what this did. This something fell from the clouds, a, a fucking nickel, and that guy was played by Keith David, classic character actor. You'll remember, I think the last time we might have saw Keith David was when we watched The Thing. And at the mm. end, he was opposite Kirk Douglas. Kurt Russell. While they weren't yep. sure which one was a monster and which one wasn't. That thing is so good. Uh, so, and you know, like, Peel's Carpenter love probably oh, yeah. definitely went to, uh, just added to a Keith David hire. But we Absolutely. don't. Absolutely. But we lose him very quickly in this movie. He passes away. And so it's left to OJ and M to run this farm where they train horses to work in movies. Yeah. And you get the feeling that. M has been doing this with their dad. Like, she seems to be more of the marketing sort of front woman talker, but not really doing a whole lot. Like, she's not actually training the horses. Like, OJ and the dad have been, but the dad's always been on set. Like, always been there. And there's sort of a apprehension by the crew that the father's no longer there and that OJ is going to be able to handle his shit, which mm. he doesn't. Yeah. But he does, but they don't no, listen to him. They don't listen to him. No, OJ's dealing, having to deal with people and trying to make it work the best he can. He's all business, mm-hmm. but like nothing around him. His sister is not. His sister actually, they don't say it explicitly, but I, I think she's playing someone who is like maybe ADD or ADHD or something. I could, I could like see that. Like she's very much like all over the place. M is more of the talker when, when we, we see her. When they're trying to set up the safety measures for a shoot, she gives this whole spiel about the Haywood family and they're showing the, there's like the image of this jockey on a horse, one of the first moving pictures. Mm -hmm. Now I was hoping that the Haywoods would maybe be based on an actual family. I was going to ask you because I didn't look it up. But it is not. Okay. But I kind of like the idea of the Haywoods and kind of hope that they were real. But she pitches that the guy, the the jockey on the horse, and back then, like jockeys were black, right? Yeah. And that they that this was the first Haywood and the first one to so one of the first like stars of a motion picture is their great 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 great, great, great yeah great great grandpa or whatever. But it is true. While we don't actually know the name of that jockey in real life, in terms of like a black man being one of the first human images in a motion picture mm-hmm. that is true yeah so there so there is something interesting about i'm i recall it was the jockey horse picture and like one of a bison like a bison running those were like oh, yeah. early early ass like and those are just pictures being shuffled through but yeah they set up that this is a family through the generations that has been in the motion pictures and has been training these horses but since the father died oj's had to step up and, and run everything. She, M doesn't live there with them either. Like he has always lived in the, on the farm with the dad and taking care of the horses. And she kind of does her own thing and pops in when she pops in, it seems like, but he's having a really hard time holding it down. And this movie is really important. They need this money really badly. We find out that, and, and it doesn't go through. Like there's, 
no one's listening to him about how they have to behave around the horse. And the horse gets scared. And they got fired. People were being very patronizing. And of course, Jordan Peele, Key and Peele, he was mm. on Mad TV years ago. Like, he has this, you can tell that he has that balance of like a, a strong sense of humor, but it's also dark as fuck. Yes. And we see some scenes going in and out. We're all, we're kind of all over this movie because admittedly we saw it like a while back and we're trying to do the episode now. This sitcom is being filmed and there's with a chimp in it. Well, the connection to that is we find out that because they're struggling now after the father's passed, OJ's been selling their horses to this man who, when he was a child, was on this sitcom. And we get introduced to this sitcom because he could, they go to talk to him about He's played by Stephen Yoon. Yeah, Stephen Yoon. He a does pretty, great. A pretty great role, yeah. He does really great in this. I loved seeing him in this. Uh, but yeah, he like has this sort of like theme park all around this character he played when he was a kid. But when they're talking to him about the horses, and, and you know, OJ's kind of like, I'm selling you these horses, but I'd like to start buying them back from you at some point. I just want you to know that, like, I don't really want you to have my horses forever. And the guy's kind of shady about it, which we'll get to why. But while they're there, M being who she is, starts, like, asking him a bunch of questions. And he takes them into this, like, shrine that he has to this sitcom that he was on. Something horrible happened in this sitcom. And we'll just go ahead and describe everything that happened. let's just do it. We'll get into the connection of it. But admittedly, it felt so tonally separate. From the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because a balloon pops in this sitcom. And this is supposed to take place in like the late 90s. And it's like a family and they have a chimpanzee. And a balloon pops on set and the chimpanzee goes fucking bonkers. And we've heard about this happening to people who are keeping chimps. Or they're friends of people who keep chimps who get... These things will go off. And often when you see chimps... In movies, they're either very old or very young Mm -hmm. because they tend to be more docile in those stages. And so they were talking about how, you know, they brought, they bring that up in the movie that it happened. And because it's like this kind of lore essentially Mm -hmm. surrounding the Stephen Yoon character and everyone kind of knows what he's from. And that's what people want to talk about. But the thing is, this chimp. Uh, it kills, it maims all these people, kills a few people. And there was this thing with this chimp, like the gimmick of the show where he and the chimp would pump, like bump fists. They would do the, he, yeah, says, yeah. he says it was the first exploding fist bump on, that they did on television. And so after this chimp is like just fucking up this lady, he notices that, you know, the young Steven Yoon character, Jupiter or whatever, he's under... The table and the chimp comes up, but he doesn't attack him and he puts his fist bump and it's covered in blood. Like this is a horribly, uh, like an intensely dark fucking scene, right? And the chimp is, uh, holding up its blood covered fist for a fist bump. And the kid starts to do it. And then the chimp gets shot. Gets shot. Um. So he's Trump. Also, there's a shoe that's like standing up on its end. Yeah. It's just a weird thing. It's just some like weird occurrence that happened. And he has this that he's obsessed with behind a behind a closed door, like little museum that he's created about this show. He's got the shoe. He's got the picture of him and the chimp fist bumping. He's got different things from the set. But when they ask him what actually happened, he totally 
defers and talks about an SNL skit about it. Because he's obviously traumatized from it. He's not going to talk about the people actually dying and the girl who got her face ripped off. Like, he's going to, he talks about like, oh, yeah, you know, you could just watch the SNL skit. It pretty much, like, gets it. Because he's trying to play lighter on it. But the fact that the chimp did not kill him. It makes him feel, I think it, it makes him feel like he's special. Exactly. Like, it literally fucked him up, but he does see it that he's different. Mm -hmm. Not only watching the chimp fuck people up fucked him up, but then the chimp getting blasted right as it's going to fist bump him. Like a dark fucking scene. Maybe one of the darkest scenes we've we've discussed and they talk about like how and that's why we they don't use chimps and but they actually figured out not to use like prime age chimps and shit like a long yeah. time ago this side story of this character's past in which they're dealing with an animal that's working in the entertainment yep. industry then it you, does something unexpected then you got the haywoods oj and m uh, uh also played by daniel kalua and kiki palmer who train animals and mm -hmm. they have to train animals you know like in a western where a horse has to pretend it's shot and lays yeah, on they its have back to and get it to lay down yeah so to. an undercurrent of exploitation mm -hmm. through animals and people who are working with animals mm -hmm. the hubris the things that can go wrong so that's kind of where we're centering her out but shit's been getting weird yeah they've been seeing things in the sky and things have been falling from the sky that's mm -hmm. how they killed his dad electronics will go out sometimes mm -hmm. they go to the electronics store and get this guy to help them set angel. up all these cameras angel and he just like he wants to be involved with them because he does think they're looking for aliens and he wants to be involved in that but then he's like secretly without telling them monitoring their camera feeds and then he comes to their house and like stands there and he's like I was right. It's not moving. Do you see it? And like points at this cloud. Mm, and yeah. then they realize that there's this one cloud in the sky that never goes anywhere. And Angel kind of incorporates himself. He inserts himself in, so hard. Into yeah. the Haywoods <laughs> because he's kind of into aliens and shit. Yeah. And he, and he, you know, he wants to know more about what's going on when they're trying to figure out because they know electronics will go screwy and they're trying to figure out positioning cameras everywhere to see anything occurring that is different and you're seeing something kind of like like a dark shape like at this point darting through the clouds the idea is that we're looking at a ufo a yes, spaceship that's what i thought and you would it wouldn't it'd be understanding why you thought I about mean, i think that. they want you to think that i think he wants us to think that at first is it M that goes in the stables and steven yoon's kids i think because it's OJ. because she steals one of his props like they're they passive aggressively. She does steal one of his they horses. passive aggressively don't like each other very much, yeah. right? Like you can tell, like there's some high hatting between well, them going on. She steals one of his like horse statues because she wants to get this thing on film, and that's why they set up all the cameras. She's like, "This is what's going to make us like. We're going to get this thing on film. We're going to be famous. We're going to go on Oprah. Like we're going to get the you know whatever the Oprah shot." Yeah. They say eventually. Oprah. Um. But so yeah, she steals Oprah, the horse. When's the last time Oprah talked about weird UFO shit? I don't know. Like what, literally not since like the '90s. One thing I really loved about that scene is that she. She steals the horse and Stephen Yun like drives up to like their gate or whatever. And she's like, you can stay there. And he's like, oh, you got, I see you got one of those horses. She's like, yeah, I noticed you got some too. Where'd you get yours? Like, and obviously she stole it from him, but she's just like playing with him and he leaves. But yeah, later that night, his, his kids dress up like aliens and scare the shit out of OJ in the bar. That shit was scary. That was scary. We didn't know what was like, going on. 
doing a great job. Yeah, the way the you know the way Pill filmed they're that, like poking their heads out. Yeah, yeah, like that was that was it legit was scary. And God, I was like, I, oh, these are aliens. This is happening. Yeah, I would have beat those kids' asses. Man. Well, and then they ran. It's been established that things have been happening weird over the past six months, mm-hmm. and he noticed that because he can see the Jupiter's Ranch down there, mm-hmm. and. The, and they keep making a big deal about every Saturday night at such and such time we do a show. Happens. Y'all should come. Y'all should visit. OJ, you know, OJ, he's not a very talkative character. Mm-hmm. Daniel Kalu's character is very quiet. So, he, so when he's kind of figuring things out, he's not vocalizing, yeah. right? And he realizes that there's something up and he goes to get the horse back, right? Yeah. It goes into Stephen Yoon and he and his wife and they're setting up the do their grand display at their... And the lady who got beat up and her face ripped off by the chimp is there. Yeah, it's this really fucking fucked up scene where you realize all of a sudden that he's got all these people sitting in this like outdoor arena and that woman is there and he even makes some like cute remark about how she was his first crush, but she's got like a net over her face because she's like destroyed. Disfigured, yeah. And you realize this horse is in a cage And you realize that Steven is taunting this thing in the clouds. And he's feeding these horses to this thing in the clouds. Like, what he does is he lets the horse go, and the thing comes and gets it. Now, I don't know what he thinks the thing in the clouds is. We realize during this scene that it is a creature and not a spaceship. Steven Yoon has convinced this thing for months to only take the horses because... The crowd is looking at this thing coming out of the he's sky. He thinks he's trained this thing. He thinks he's trained this thing. Because he thinks he's special and that he has an extra special relationship with creatures. The murder chimp wasn't going to murder me. teach him shit. The weird thing in the sky, which is not a UFO, is a creature. And then we see the scene where we're, we're first introduced to it being something a little beyond just a UFO. And the crowd is getting sucked up. We're watching them just get sucked up into this thing and and these interior shots of them. It looks like they're in like a almost like they're in weird sheets or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like they're getting sucked up into like a tube or it made me think of you saying sheets is interesting. It almost made me think of like just a really condensed version of like when you're little and you go up inside of the parachute thing yes yeah like the, it's all the colors are distorted and it kind of looks a little dark but it, it's like it's like if tubes of parachute material so you were it, just like being sucked into so so oj's going down there and it doesn't eat the horse it eats everyone but the horse mm-hmm. and oj goes down there i know something's fucking weird's going on and i know it has something to do with the thing in the sky mm-hmm. that they're trying to capture and he is hiding under the the rafter, like the, bleachers, the bleachers, yeah. bleachers, like trying to draw this thing out. He's trying to go get his horse, but the thing keeps swooping down. And uh, until eventually the thing does go off and he does get the, the horse doesn't get eaten. Yeah. But Steven Yoon, his family, all his kids, all everyone who is at this fucking ranch. Now he, it, it implied that he's been doing this for six months. And TMZ shows up later. Oh, I but thought it was like six weeks. I thought it was that summer. No, they said months. Oh, because the dad had been dead that long. Right. Because yeah. that we figured that's when that. Okay. So it took that long for the TMZ guy to show up later. That was also when OJ realized what can hurt it. Because it 
eats the people, but then it spits out all the metal. Yeah, and, and there's a flags flags. Anything get in it that at is cloth, point. balloons, shit like that seems to fuck it up. Yeah, so it like will spit it out, and that's how his dad got killed. Spitting, spitting out, out coins. yeah, yeah. Which makes me know that it was eating things that weren't just horses. Because it obviously ate a man who had change in his coins or something, or change in his pockets or something. Yeah, and if they're not putting the, I guess they're not putting, they wouldn't put a saddle on the horse to feed it. You don't want to waste a good saddle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, so he gets the horse and he goes back home and he's like, shit's bad. He knows what's up. So this thing, it's kind of hovering around their place more often and angel is now just hanging out there and they contact this dude what is his name antlers they call yeah, him antlers they call him Ant. he's like um uh, like if sam elliott or and Werner herzog i was gonna say he gave me very Werner herzog Werner's herzog and sam elliott were like meshed into they one they call person. him and he's like sitting very close to a television watching like footage of insects of an octopus was it an octopus i think so I don't know. It and was the, nature stuff. And that makes sense because this thing that's in the sky, once you see it more and more, seems like a cephalopod, it like does. a squid, like an octopus. It's actually gorgeous. Yeah. You like, eventually see it for real. I mean, I don't want to get really too up into the weeds. No, we don't need Of what's to. left. They have to lure this out. They kind of start to treat it more like an animal that can be kind of tricked. And this filmmaker brings these cameras that don't need electricity so that when the, when, when the thing gets close and they lose their electricity, he can still film because they want to get this shot. Yeah. Which apparently they don't get much of a good shot. and Because th- then he goes over to it because he wants like the money shot or whatever and it fucking eats him. It seems like he did it on purpose too at the very end. It did. But... This thing, like, we see it, it definitely looks like a spaceship. And then it kind of just unfolds. And like I said, like a cephalopod, then it becomes, like, spreading out, like, like a wings. And I've heard, yeah, like... it's this, like, angelic kind you, of... Well, it's interesting that you said that because I heard that maybe some of the concept may have been, like, the biblical interpretation of angels. Yeah. The weird ones. Mm-hmm. But not, like, not, not, like, one for one, but more a little bit of an inspiration here. And so it kind of leads you to wonder... Like, where did this thing come from, right? If this thing's from space, then that means it can survive in a in a vacuum, mm-hmm. you know? But balloons will fuck it up. So they have to lure, they have to go, um, there's a TMZ guy that comes up on a motorcycle. Oh my God. And yeah. OJ has to go rescue him, but he knows it's a lost cause because the dude's just freaking out. And OJ's like, my bad, dude. And he has to take off because it ain't going to. Help nothing. And Angel almost gets... And he's not going to die for this guy. OJ has to bait it. He has to look at it because that's the one thing you don't do. Yeah, if you don't look at it, it's like it doesn't know you're there. And so... But they also want a picture of this thing, a proper picture or a video footage because people ain't trying to hire them for their horse work right now and they really need something to just blow their shit up. They lure it down to the Jupiter's Ranch, which is empty. It's an interesting thing. I think it's him who gets it lined up with some kind of picture well well. gimmick. Yeah, so you're supposed to lean over and then take the picture and it takes a picture of you in the well. And she does, she has to do it so many times. She just keeps doing it over and over again because she knows she has no other way to get a photo of this and it's going to be above her because it's coming. And OJ has uh, released this big balloon of like the Jupiter cowboy with the big eyes, right? And it floats up. So it it, re- it goes after anything that looks at it. 
So it sees this giant balloon with eyeballs in the sky and it comes at it. And that's when M is manages to get a picture of it as it's like approaching the big thing. So you can see the size of it, which yeah. is amazing. And then the thing envelops the balloon and, the, but it's this big ass balloon and it somehow makes it explode. It can't handle the balloon. Yes! Yes! Nobody fucks with A-Wood, bitch! Nobody! Damn it! Yeah. The balloon heard it. Because they said the flags and the material. Yeah, yeah. Heard it more than metal. It just spit metal out. I wonder what made it explode, though, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Did it just pop inside of them and just... Oh, maybe. I mean, there would only be uh, helium in it. Well, listen, the movie had to end. Yeah. (laughs) And then everybody comes up. There's like policemen and whoever. But honestly, at that point, the only thing that matters is that M looks up and she sees OJ. Yeah. And he's okay. Yeah. And Angel, we think we lose Angel at one point, but he ends up being okay too. He's okay too. too. But yeah, that's Snope. And overall, I really liked it. I kind of liked the the creature, the concept behind the creature. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this is... Um, conceptually a little tighter than, you know, even Get Out or Us. Get Out yeah. I got. Us was a little off the rails, I felt like. But this one kind of kept things tighter in terms of yeah. the conceptual execution. The thing I've thought about the most since since watching this movie is that relationship that we were talking about with the people and the animals. And so, you know, you've got Duke with the chimpanzee and then also him with this alien. And he, for some reason, like, you know, thinks he's special, thinks he knows what they're going to do. He trusts them. He thinks that, like, they've got some connection or whatever. But then you also have this family who's been raising horses for their whole lives. But these are horses. And they know how to handle horses. They train horses. Like, they love these animals, but there's a difference. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're kind of, they know, they know that they're dealing with animals. Yeah. And so when OJ is then presented with this thing in the sky, he deals with it like an animal. Yeah. He doesn't deal with it like, oh, this is a thing that is going to be my friend or I'm going to trust and I'm going to make money off of. Like, whatever. He's like, no, I understand how this goes. And he's the one that figured out not to look at it. Because mm-hmm. he was talking about, like, when you challenge an animal. Yeah. When that animal then needs to, like, overtake you. Mm. Cinematography here was by Hoyt Van Hoytsma. Mm. You remember that name? I do. Did uh, Let the Right One In. Yes. And Oppenheimer were some of the ones of his that... We've discussed that he did. Is a good. It's a so good yeah, he's pretty good. And uh, yeah, this I feel like I will put this up there with Get Out. I think a part of me might even like it a little better. Mm. Mm-hmm. The I, I felt like the uh, the the concept of Get Out was just so perfect for its time. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, I don't know. I just this one is like pretty solid to me. Yeah. So we're gonna rate it. You give it one through five. I give it one through five. Combined for best out of ten. Yeah. Um. I think it's pretty, pretty, a pretty sound four movie. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go 3.75. Okay. That's how I'm feeling. So that is a 7.75. I think that's a good score. I do too. Out of 10. We're not going to show our listing because it's going to be a fucking mess because <laughs> we're out of time here. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, nope. The Jordan Peele's nope. A 7.75. Out of 10. Check the show notes for links and other places to find us. Did you like this video? Uh, I know this movie got talked to death like yeah. a year ago. 
So maybe, you know, we didn't want to go too hard on it, I guess. But what did you think of the movie? Like and subscribe for more of us talking about movies. And it's Halloween Hump Fest all month long. Yeah. So if you like horror, spooky shit, hey, come right here all month long. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Death to all traitors. <laughs>